Welcome to Chasing the Upside, conversations about living the FPL life. For this episode, I sit down with the host of the brilliant Who Got The Assist podcast, Tom Cantle. We have a fascinating chat about FPL being a beacon of light in dark times, being struck with paralysis by analysis, and as always, Tom will tell us the best piece of FPL advice he has ever been given. I always like to start these conversations uh, by going back to your uh, your FPL roots, I suppose, so or your origin story. So where 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 should we begin? Yeah, I mean, so actually doing FPL, playing FPL, and being a uh, doing a podcast are two different things, I suppose. So actually playing FPL, I played with my flatmate at uni. We just kind of every week just played like um, against each other, like made God knows how many transfers. Didn't really understand how the game worked. You know, taking minus fours, minus eights, whatever. And that was quite good because you know we we watched watched the football together in the pub. Um, and you know, it added a little bit of extra sort of spice to it, which wasn't betting. Um, and that was that was quite cool. And um, obviously, I, I was stupid and didn't make a new account when I started doing the podcast. So I all those million or so ranks are there for all to see. Uh, so that's what kind of started to get me into it a little bit. And I think it comes to my first job. So my first job is one of those things that um, I think I was I joined kind of towards the end of one of the season, and I saw everybody around me was kind of playing it. There's a lot of talk about it in the office. And it's one of those things that I kind of started to get a little bit involved with the conversation. Um, it was towards the end of the season, I didn't join the league. And the next year, I joined the league, kind of, I didn't really know very much about it. And then um, I kind of, you know, the classic story of um, the beginner's luck, like I had a few a couple, a few really good weeks, and I was just re- winning it from them. Uh, the work mini league, that is. And then, uh, that, was this, uh, that was the city season with the Yaya Torre, Aguero, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I, I started to really get into it. I looked at, I found fancy fancy football scout online. Um, started looking at the data in there. No expected data in those days. It was all kind of like shots on target, pen box touches, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I made an account on there, started chatting, and that, that's what kind of you know started to really get me into it. Um, get me into FPL as it was. Um, so I kind of got some a few okay ranks. Um, and I guess the origin. I've spoken about this before. The origin of me starting. Uh, to do a podcast was actually came the year before we started 2017 16 17 season or 17 18 season i forget which one we started um the year before that i had cancer i had hodgkin's lymphoma um which is what um david brooks at bournemouth had uh, he is at the same stage too and um, so i had a you know a six months a year of chemotherapy radiotherapy and just kind of um just trying to kind of uh, just recovering i guess from from that and I noticed within all the images of, um, you know, everything that was happening to me, uh, there were loads of images of fancy football. And you know, this is the thing that was kind of was keeping me going a little bit, I suppose, and talking to Nick, who was the original co-host, a good friend from school about it. And you know, the more we kind of, the more he got into it as well, the more we kind of thought, oh, you know, we could really, we, we might, we could give it a go using kind of, because there was no, no one really looked at data as much back in those days. So we thought, oh, you know, we could really give this a go. And then kind of we dilly dallied about it for a, a year. I think I joined Twitter in like November 2016, something like that. And then uh, kind of the following year, we decided, yeah, okay, let, let, let's go. So that we had loads of articles that we wrote. We used to, I used to write as well. And we recorded the first podcast on my kitchen table in my flat after several beers. Um, and then just kind of, it all kind of started from there, really. And then the grind, I guess, began from 2016, 17. The podcast is now, yes, yeah, seven years and 
five co-hosts in. So yeah, it's just I've I've been part of the furniture, the main constant, and people have kind of come and gone. Um, and currently, I'm uh, I've got Sam, who I believe will probably be on this podcast at some point soon as well. He so will. That's kind he of will. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. So, where when you had your uh, uh, sort of six months um, battle, I suppose um, you mentioned that fantasy football sort of kind of kept you going in some ways. Yeah, I mean that was I so say that was the last the season, um, and I, I I that was like I finished two k uh, that year. That was like my best ever finish, and I just had a great. I just had such a great time. You know, it's kind of it's ironic that the year I had I was like critically ill was my best year in FPL, and then after I did the podcast, my ranks nosedived. So you know, there you go. Well, I was speaking to um, Adam from Above Average, and he said literally the same thing. He said his ranks were good, and then he started the pod and obviously concentrated on the game even more. And his rank uh, has, hasn't been the same since. So there's a there's a theme there. I think I, say, I think social media is definitely a big part of that because you you kind of massively widen your perspective from just your mates and. Um, you know, a few people that you know who are massively into it and seeing something what everyone can, everyone's doing and your mind just gets so addled by all of it that you lose kind of what made you a good player. Um, and yeah, there's also the element of playing to the gallery a bit, which I've kind of come out of now. It's definitely, it's definitely kind of the exposure to so many people thinking and so many great managers having their say, you kind of, you know, you, you get, you kind of, there's analysis paralysis, I suppose, a lot of the time and you end up just making sort of, middle of the road decisions rather than kind of getting the pendulum swing wrong and yeah it can lead to very poor outcomes as i as i found which was not nice and i suppose it's um when in the early days if you make a poor decision yes of course you're annoyed but you don't have it's not in the public arena is it so um your decision making no. process is completely changed because of that whether because it's it's the psychological thing isn't it um, there's there's more things mm. to think about rather than just the FPL decisions. You've got all this other noise around you because of that. Yeah, and I, I've also like I've got a, a really big point that I'd make is that I had no concept of what ranks were. I had no idea, absolutely no idea. Like I said earlier on that like oh yeah, I finished two k, I finished like twenty one k. I only looked at that at the very end of the season. Like all I was interested in was the World Mini League and beating my friends. That's all I cared about. So going from competing with 14 people that I could kind of figure out, okay, well, I know that he's very kind of quite steady Eddie. So if I get this player in, I'm likely he wouldn't do that. So that's good. And the guy above me plays a bit like me, but he hasn't got this player. So I'm going to go for that. But they've all got Deli Ali. So I, I'm going to get Ericsson in. Like that was that was kind of manageable, but something you're playing against everybody and you're kind of like, <laughs> oh God. And having that sort of eye opener was, was really quite, um, you know, really kind of changed things, I suppose. So I'd like to um, read something. It's just a couple of lines long, uh, which will lead, uh, hopefully, to a question. I just had one of those moments where I realised the impact of FPL that has had on my life. My daughter poked me full on in the eye earlier, still not feeling right. Yet here I am making notes for my pod while counting the saves the forest keeper is making. Where did it all go right? So... <laughs> With that in mind, <laughs> um, well, there's two questions there. Where did it go right? Um, and and you kind of touched upon it a few minutes ago, but what impact has FPL had on your life? Um, 
I think I've met lots of people, which has been very good. You know, as you get older, you have your interests narrow, uh, your friends will disperse uh, potentially, depending on your background. And, you know, it's been very good to kind of have that social life. Like I've met so many good friends through fantasy football. Um, you know, loads of guys who are on my little Slack community, um, a few other people that I message regularly, obviously, um, like Anthony, who was the second co-host, uh, Phil Harry, Lucy, and um, football, and Sam through fantasy football meetups as well. And it's just been great because it, got, it does get tougher and tougher to make friends as you get older just because you have limited opportunities um, to do that. And having the meets, for example, has been brilliant because you could go and, you know, once you've got the FPL, you know, leveler in, you've got a common language already. And then from there, you kind of just gravitate towards people that you just naturally get on with. And I formed some serious friendships out of FPL. And that's kind of been the main thing for me. Like, I, I didn't monetize for years. So I've not made any money apart from, you know, for a few adverts on um, for from FPL, really. And I haven't really done the whole sort of, content creator thing uh, where I'm just kind of seeking engagement um, and just churning out quantity. I've, I've never really enjoyed doing that. And I've got no problem with people who do do that because that's, you know, they want their career out of it and good luck to them. Um, but that's just not really been for me. So for me, it's kind of been one of those things where I knew where my ceiling was with it, which is kind of, you know, one pod, maybe two a week and that's it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to be writing. I'm not going to be, um, you know, devoting a large portion of my life to it, but it's a very sort of, it's a lovely sort of hobby to have. It's a, it's a lovely hobby on paper to have anyway until it goes wrong. And then it can, you know, in the past it was really bad. You know, I'm, my partner would be chastising me because I was in a terrible mood because, you know, of what happened that game week. Um, but as time goes and, you know, more things, kind of responsibilities come upon you, be they work, be they um, home life, um, you, you begin to kind of, you know, put it in perspective so it's still something that i really enjoy i've got a lot of headspace for it and um, it's just one of those things quite good you know, there are very few of those and um, but it's it's just one for me like i think i'll always even if i don't podcast forever i'll probably always be uh, tuned in to fpl in some some way shape or form you you mentioned um that you're, you're that back in the day um, your partner maybe would get in a bit of a mood with you because of the mood you're in because of FPL. Um, mm. But because of everything that's happened in your life, obviously your, you know, your illness, and now you've got a young family. Do you think that's helped um, putting things into perspective? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I don't worry. I don't sweat the small stuff really. Um, and I, I, that's the same with everything in my life. Like I'm, like I've, we're never anything. You know, we everyone goes through tough times. I've gone through tough times in recent in recent history for reasons I'm obviously not going to go into. But it just helps me take everything into my strides. Like an FPLs, like I think Jurgen Klopp said, football is not an important thing, but it's the most important thing of the least important of the of the non-important things during the pandemic. And FPL is very much that for me. Like you know, it's uh, something that I can always put in perspective that I'm a grown man who's now a father, you know, it's, it kind of, it helps to just kind of keep yourself grounded really. And, you know, you, you, there's always that potential to 
I, I'm not suggesting anyone does this, but there there is a potential for people to get lost in it and get lost in kind of a bit of Twitter fame or get lost in a bit of podcast fame. But I've I've never really been that sort of person. Like I'm, I'm quite comfortable with who I am, how I see things, and how I do things. You know, um. So yeah, maybe maybe that's is definitely kind of been a positive thing. So switching switching gears slightly to um. I suppose maybe you know the strategy of the game or, or how you you play the game. Do you um, does your FPL managerial style have similarities to wider life? That's an interesting question. I don't know because I'm. I guess I, I'm not particularly. I'm I'm fairly organised, but I'm fairly blasé about it. If that makes sense, like I'm a bit um. I've I've always relied on the things that I'm good at to get me through life, which has never been the best policy. That's not really warm for my daughter. I want her to be more <laughs> challenged than I have been in my life. Not not in a bad way, but like set herself challenges. Um and I think with FPL before I um before I joined the FPL community, I was very sort of gambly aggressive. You know, I I not really care about removing a big player for another one. You know, I remember like selling Aguero for Dini. Uh, in a Watford double game week and Dini scored a, scored a brace and Aguero blanked. So, you know, uh, that's a move I'd never make now. Um, I think that, you know, my FPL managerial style, frankly, was a bit lost. I, I'm not entirely sure. Because I, I think, like, back in the day when people weren't so aware of things like effect ownership and um, all the other stuff that comes with it, you could be a lot more sort of debonair with what you did and how you thought about things. And now there's all these constraints upon how to do it and with the greatest will in the world the best way to succeed tends to be to be a really boring bastard um, and it's taken me a long time to adjust to that um, but now I am kind of fairly cautious when it comes to FPL because like punting out especially as awareness of ownership or what effective ownership has exploded and that plus people copying content creators which means that there's kind of a properly sort of homogenous herd out there um, has meant that that caution needs to be a lot more sort of in my game, and the reason why a lot of my bad ranks happened was because I lost on, I lost out on a fifty-fifty where I was trying to be too clever, um, or I um, you know transferred out a player at the wrong time, um, wildcarded badly. Um, so I guess like I like to try to be clever in my in my life, and obviously that kind of works, and in some places like you know actual work and things like that. Um, but in FPL, it's quite it's a bit of a leveler, you know, um, where trying to be too clever has never served me well. You know, trying to because you can't. It's not a football manager where you can scum save scum if it goes wrong. Like, you know, that's you got to wear it from then on. And you know, have, coming around to that has been has been yeah, it's been a bit been a journey to use that horribly cliched word. When um, back in the day when you were may well you'd probably look back now and say you're a bit reckless um and you weren't really overthinking it or maybe not even thinking at all really you just were, were going with the with these nice fun punts um now of course there's there's the lens of nostalgia isn't there but do you think from your point of view it was more fun back then where you didn't really overthink it, you just went with your gut and that was that yes i i <laughs> It's very, it's very, very hard to know. Um, um, I think uh, knowledge can be a bit of a liability 
sometimes like it's always better to be would you prefer to be stupid and happy or intelligent and unhappy is the is a question um and as with everything it's it, you'd always kind of take option a probably wouldn't you um yeah not knowledge is power but also knowledge is a, a millstone around your neck and yeah knowing more and knowing what you could have done what you could have achieved if you'd made a different decision is always something which can you know can be something that doesn't necessarily make you sad because I'm, I'm an adult but it's something that you can you can kind of see in 20 hindsight it's got 2020 vision no not more so than an fpl where you can see writ large if you've had a bad week because you've made one particular move you'll see everybody else who didn't make that move or made a different move on x um as it's now known um crowing about that fast and it's, it's again it's no one's fault that's, that's what i do if i didn't have a good outcome I, i've done it several times where i've kind of gone oh yeah no that's great you know so glad i made that move this week um so yeah um i i'm sure i definitely have more fun when it was just me against my friends rather than uh me against the world as it were yeah you against 11 million is a lot it's a lot more difficult to win <laughs> rather than just your mini league isn't it so yeah yeah um so what what does bring you back year after year after year what what because it's quite it sounds it sounds funny actually to people that haven't played the game i mean i haven't played the game for that long however it's um it's still amazing to me about how much it does not affect things it doesn't affect my life in a negative way it only has mostly positive things but it, it it does get underneath your skin and however much you say to yourself and you try and be rational about it you know this is literally just a game I'm, I'm doing this as a hobby and this is good fun um the the bad weeks yeah. are yeah. sometimes really frustrating so what does bring you back year after year after year you mentioned <clears throat> the people um earlier on but is there anything else i'm i'm i like having my say um so i mean i the podcast is a big thing for me it's like a habit it's like a ritual um that i like to do every monday um and i i guess it's the intellectual challenge to some extent of trying to figure out what the season is the trends behind the season um i write i didn't write this year because i had a daughter i had my baby my baby daughter was born but i write talisman theory every year which kind of examines how the data has changed and what the character of the year has been um and i really enjoy kind of that and seeing how each season unfolds like i've got like a, a kind of a, an observer sort of interest in all of those things and how every season is different despite a lot of the conversations being the same um and i don't know i think it's just the lure that this year could be the year that you absolutely smash it um there's always that sort of there's always beauty in the possibility of you having a fantastic year um and i think that that kind of syndrome of magpie like magpie syndrome like every year you have shiny new toys to play with or you have some favorite toys that have, that you've really enjoyed playing with in the past and you can play with them again um i think that that's kind of what it does and i i i, I watch football anyway and it kind of is a supplement to it and i'm at the point now where i couldn't imagine watching football without fantasy football um i really couldn't like, i've got i watch england watch the women watch women's football a little bit um but i simply wouldn't watch F, uh, the, the premier league other than watching arsenal if it wasn't for fpl 
like you know it's it's just definitely something which is now i've got i've got the bug and it's kind of just habit more than anything and it's habit in a positive way because you know people just use it as a negative thing um but habit is also a positive thing too because it's like a behavior and if you are you know uh you know, some some habits are obviously really bad but fpl is is a good is a good way to for me to kind of just i don't know it's it's like brain space to think about when other things are going on in my life, it's nice to kind of have that sort of mental escape to thinking about who's my first sub going to be this week. I mean, I've got a big presentation tomorrow. I'm trying to keep my mind off that so I can be fresh for the morning. I go to sleep thinking, oh, you know, who's my first sub going to be this week? Oh, should I sub um, defender or should I sub midfielder? Um, and I think that that's, um, you know, that, that's a lovely thing. Um, I know, it's, it's kind of a comfortable um, kind of place for me. Um, and it's, it's still an enjoyable game. It's still incredibly exciting as well. Like, there's no um, substitute for moments like your differential defender assisting with differential midfielder um, for a combined 15 points that no one else has got. Like, there's no better feeling than that, I don't think. Um, well, it's just, yeah. I mean, there, there's sex, but it's close. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's such like a rush. Um, and maybe it's kind of, you know, that sort of negative sort of, Thing about it but yeah no i i really enjoy kind of all those aspects of it and yeah i mean and then the people yeah so uh, being able to continue the conversation and seeing all this so i didn't go to meets for a long time because i I've just become a dad and going back kind of last weekend and catching up with people that i've got come to know really well over the last kind of three or four years but all that stuff is just it's, it's just fantastic that's all sort of the, the ephemera that goes around the game that was that was lovely to hear like over the last few minutes just because you could actually like this this part i mean i say this near close to the end of the pod anyway um just before the one of the last questions but i really want this these conversations this podcast to be about you know a celebration of of fpl because yes of course it's frustrating times but you just really you put that so well about all the lovely things about the game um and i think it's just it's just lovely to hear because it does it does give you so much doesn't it um and i think one of the key points is yes it's about the game that you play but it's about all the moving parts around it the dynamic nature of it um and the fact that no season no week no no hour is even the same is it mm. um so that was lovely you mentioned um headspace um that you find it quite relaxing i'm I'm interested in that because i this might be just my brain but if i'm in like this 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 evening for instance um i was looking at my team for uh tomorrow and i had loads of options and and i find myself if i'm in that zone it, it sort of has the opposite effect i can't concentrate on anything else mm. <laughs> um so so, so, you know, work, even, you know, especially in the evening time, work takes a backseat and everything. Um, so it's fascinating that you find it quite relaxing because it's so different, maybe. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? Um, I guess I'm the sort of person whose brain is always on the move. Um, and, you know, I, I, if I like something, I'm, I like it a lot. And if I don't like something, I don't really pay any attention. Um, so a lot of the time it's good for me to focus as a person. I think that that's really important. And having something that I'm really into, um, allowing me to sort of, you know, quiet my brain down effectively um, is really important to me. Um, so I think that that's kind of where it all comes from. It's good to zone in on something because normally I've got, a, as a person, I've got to work on 
and I have been working on it over the last few years, like being more present, I suppose, because I'm always kind of lost in my own thoughts. My brain's always going everywhere. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I, I like having things like that, which focus my mind. And I find that quite relaxing because you know, all of my brain goes, oh, look, he's, he's looking at FPL again, guys. Let's, let's, all, let's all pitch in. And then suddenly, you know, it all kind of quiets down for the same with like gaming as well. Like, you know, I, I love, I love gaming. Um, gaming is why I kind of got into football in the first place, to be honest, because of football manager or a championship manager as it was back then. Um, and that, you know, those things function as relaxes to me because it helps me kind of home in on something and not be um, alone with my own thoughts. <laughs> Makes me sound really bad. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like it, it helps me sort of just relax and kind of just focus on something that I really enjoy. Like it's, it's kind of the importance of mental space and the importance of me time. For me, that that kind of is expressed through playing fantasy football. You don't really play. I mean, you look at your team and think about what, what you're going to do and then watch the red arrows roll in. But, you know, that's, um, you know, that whole sort of thing is is just really important to me, I suppose. Yeah, that's lovely. So, um, just before we go on to um, the last two questions, um, I was having a chat the other day um, and I asked and I asked the same question. So and it, it was a really interesting answer. So I'd like to ask the same question to you, if I may. Um, so with the game, you know, growing and growing and growing, and obviously you've seen that firsthand, it's getting hard to, to a certain extent, getting harder and harder. Where do you think the 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 edge is for, for, for engaged managers? So I, I think that the edges are in sizing up what everybody else is doing and picking the battle are you going to do what everyone else is doing or are you going to take it on and a lot of the time the answer is no i'm going to do exactly what everyone else is going to do i'm not going to take this on um but finding those little edges so finding those sort of gaps in the template the chinks in the armor that is what the edge is now especially because price mostly is out the window I'm not saying it's completely out the window because price doesn't matter until it does. And we've all, at the start of the season, we all we had it all worked out that this is going to be the easiest one ever. No one's going to give a crap about price. It's all going to be fine. And then suddenly, oh, you know, Salah, Trippier, Son, they're all in the template now. And, you know, we've all got the fit in Holland and suddenly it's a big negotiation again. It's, all, it's actually really important again. Um, but it is a lot about now looking at what the herd is doing, what the EO is going to look like. So the, ex-EO, the expected EO, and trying to find out where you can exploit gaps in that. So if there's a sentiment, for example, to hold a certain player, if you think there's an alternative, which is better, going for it. Because um, all it is going it, it's very much like, I've used this phrase a few times, and I'm, it's, it's very much like seasons have become seasons of moments because most of the season, you are just going to be tracking the template trying to get ahead of it with wildcards, maybe trying to get ahead of it every now and again. But it's those little moments where the differentials really bang. Those are the ones which make or break your season, alongside the 50-50 captain calls, although Haaland has mostly eradicated those. So that is kind of where I think the edges are, is about examining kind of the whole meta discussion, effectively, locating the gaps in it, and then making the decision where you're going to attack it, and that ultimately paying off in your favor and as we all know you know you, a football game can be played twice and you could have two radically different results um so you've, you've got to make sure you get the luck of the green as well 
which is easier said than done because there's nothing at the end of the day once you press confirm the deadline's gone there's nothing you can do yeah yeah and then the leaks come anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> yep <laughs> on to the final two questions um sure as i said as i said a few minutes ago an a- an absolute celebration of fpl so with that in mind what is your what is your favorite ever fpl moment what is your champagne moment with regards to fpl um so there are a couple the yes. first one is that Dini moment i mentioned before i was on fpl twitter um i remember i was um it was me versus my cousin um who was in the work mini league he kind of finagled his way in and i think by january he was 100 points ahead of me he's a total casual like he has no idea he had no idea about double game weeks you know how things all work it's blank game weeks and things like that and um he was uh, miles ahead absolutely miles ahead and we had the same team for because he kept kind of copying me basically and blocking me and i was like second to the mini league and i think it was kind of towards the end of the season because i had the planning i knew that there were doubles coming I knew there was a blank coming so I could cover that and then wildcard out of the blank into a team which was set up for doubles. And I was able to kind of start to kind of chip that lead away. And he was really kind of saying, yeah, once I've got my winnings, I'm going to, I'll I'll treat you to a drink and things like that. Um, And that Deanie brace was like the day that I overtook him. Um, And I remember I was at, uh, I was at Lewisham station um because i was going to see my girlfriend who still was my girlfriend at the time and um i remember i was getting off i was on the dlr and um it was getting towards kind of the i think it was like the 88th minute or something like that and dini hadn't scored and nothing had happened and i remember kind of seeing on twitter oh penalty watford and then went into a ton went into the dlr tunnel um and i was like oh fuck no and then uh, there's evisham mobile i can't remember what the last one is and then um, i got out and um I, and by the time i got onto the ocean platform got, and got um signal again then he had not scored once he scored twice you know on the 90th and 95th minute and that was like possibly one of the best moments i think of, I've, I've ever had just because i could like stick it to my cousin which was great um uh, as for the others and um, you know what this it all kind of blends into one after a while you know if you ask me what i was doing three years ago around this time uh, what players were in the template what i was podding about i'd have no idea mm. honestly because it's like it, it just gets taken it, it, none of it gets missed to long-term memory really most of it just kind of washed away uh, last season um estopinian and matoma i had them when they were like five percent owned and estopinian um assisted matoma for a goal um those that was absolutely massive for me um i think those are probably the two moments i think um that i can remember just because i've had a really kind of crappy few years where i've just not really had any moments like that and you no know, that they those are so important i just never really got them um and again you know all stuff like you know the john stones brace i missed out on that um stuff like a jared bowen going off i missed out on that you know it's all all of the kind of the big touchstone moments lots of people are going to mention to you during this yeah even down to last year kane on the final day callum wilson double game week missed out on all of those because i've i've just kind of always missed out on kind of the the big the big halls or the big community moments i think i don't know why it just kind of happens uh the other the other one that really sticks and sticks in my mind is uh um what the hell was his name uh dennis being sent off for watford and double game week last year 
this because I was outside uh, at meets. I couldn't watch because of how crap the game was. Um, <laughs> I was having a smoke with a few friends, and then uh, someone came out. Uh, my friend Sim came out going, "Oh, Dean, Isaac, uh, the uh, Dennis just been sent off." I was like, "Oh, you're fucking joking!" I, I really thought he was kidding, and I, I went back in. And, uh, he had been sent off, and you know, there were people in the people in the crowd who had, who had kind of not gone there, were celebrating, and then there was just like kind of about half of us were just like, "Right, I'm going straight to the bar." <laughs> and that, that, that I think that's just one of those kind of funny moments that you just kind of you see it and you got to laugh, haven't you? There's nothing else you Absolutely. can do. You can't get upset at that. So yeah, I suppose there's kind of three moments there that really stick in my mind. Uh, there are quite a few more, but and um, now coming to mind as I've spoken about it. But I think those are the headline three. They're great. Something that came into my head there is that what matters more, I suppose, because if you're having a, for instance, a rubbish season, and one of those moments happens near the end where out of nowhere you get 15 points from two players, and it's an amazing moment. But then in the grand mm. scheme of things, depending on how you play the game, it doesn't mean too much. It's a nice moment, but yeah. maybe the season is still frustrating overall. So I suppose what, what means more? Is it those moments or or is it the, the overall season, um, your overall rank? Uh, would you prefer if... Who do you support? I'm a Newcastle fan. Would you would you prefer if uh, Newcastle were one 0 down and equalised in the last minute, or would you prefer if Newcastle won the luck and they were equalised against in the last minute? They both lead to the same net effect, but which one feels better? The last minute equaliser, right? Mm-hmm. For your team, uh, that's the way I look at it. Like the net effect's always going to be the same, right? If you're having a bad season, you're having a bad season. It's great to have on those moments. If you're in a good season, you have on those moments even better. But you know, you've got to enjoy those moments in FPL because they're so fleeting. Um, unless you are some sort of time-traveling genius. So um, I, I think I'd uh, rather than... I'm kind of indirectly answering the question there by kind of step, stepping back into a bit of a cliched bromide, but I, I just... You know, you've got to enjoy those moments because that's what's... There's so few and far between. You know, my wild card this week, I've got a couple of differentials in there, which aren't alien to the scene, but they're still in there. And if they score... That I'm going to really enjoy it because you know all it's going to be is that next week I'm just going to have be shafted again. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important to have the just just enjoy those moments what they are. If they are contributing to a good season, then great. If they're you know slightly ameliorating what is a bad season, then that's great too because it's something you can enjoy and remember that season by. Um, so yeah, I think the importance on the moment rather than the kind of wider outlook because there are other decisions which have likely led you to be at that moment, which are probably the ones which are more important. At the end of the day, um, you've got to think, was it the it's not really about it being the right decision. Is it what was I happy with the decision I made? Mm. That's what's more important to me. And most of the time the decisions on paper haven't been right, but the thinking has been something that I'm going to stand by for the majority of the decisions that I've made. Um, we're coming to the uh, the end of the conversation, Tom. So a huge thank you. Obviously, um, all the show notes will be plastered with who got the assist um, websites and everything like do that. Whatever you, do whatever you want to do. I, I don't yeah, mind. I'll absolutely plug it. Absolutely, because it's uh, yeah. There's there's it's essential listening. I really I really do enjoy it. So it's a real honour for for me to have you um, on the show. So thank you. Um, so with that in mind. Um, what is the best piece of FPL advice you have ever, ever received? There are a few uh, things that I'd say there. 
think if I had to sift through and really kind of nail the one that really sort of resonates the most, I think it, ha- it will have to be that as long as you're happy with the decision you made, then that's it. And a lot of the time, it's about making sure that that you've made the decision. You know, there's loads of different influencers out there and influencers out there now. But you've, at the end of the day, they don't care about you, really. Um, it's, you know, you've got to deal with the decision that you've made and you've got to carry it, you've got to wear it. So just make sure you're happy with the decisions you make and make sure they're your decisions at the end of the day, not because everyone else is doing it. Um, because you feel a lot better that way. If you crash and burn, you've just crash and burn on your own terms rather than following a big content creator um, into the abyss. Um, and I think kind of just having that, that kind of peace of mind that you know, you're happy with the decisions you've made, I said that earlier on as well, is that I think that's the most important thing because it means that you don't have the the negative sort of mental effects that FPL can have. Like you see it a few times. So you see it a few times on FPL Twitter where someone's like really struggling with it and you kind of think you're taking this too seriously, man, or person or dude or whatever, mate, because it's it's not, you know, it, it just remember it's a game, you know, it's it's not like something that is, that is life or death. And if it is life or death to you, then you need a new hobby. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's, that's really important. Just make sure you've got that sort of whatever you need, peace of mind. So you said you've got your spreadsheet to, you know, figure out your decisions and make sure you've got a record of them. For me, it's just kind of ensuring that I'm confident within myself that the decisions that I've made are the right ones. And it takes time to figure out what works for you. Some people do like writing stuff down like you do. For me, it's just having it in my head that if I think, oh, why did I do that? I don't have that sort of, oh, yeah, but this guy scored loads of points and the guy I chose didn't score any points. So I'm therefore an idiot. And I'm therefore really annoyed. Like, you know, just keeping everything manageable is what is really important. So yeah, that, that's that was a really kind of mealy mouth answer, I'm afraid. Right. <laughs> but yeah, just just make sure you own your decisions are your own. I suppose is probably where I'd go. 